This webcast is for informational purposes only. The content provided does not constitute medical advice or diagnosis, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The opinions and information provided during the webcast are for informational and discussion purposes only. We do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy, completeness, adequacy, or currency of the content provided. This webcast is not a substitute for professional psychological or medical treatment, advice, assistance, or services. Should you or a family member need help with any of the matters discussed during the program, please contact a competent licensed professional for assistance. Welcome to Caught Between Generations. I'm Dr. Merrill, and today's show will be about one of my favorite topics. It's food. Our guest today is food blogger Janice newell Bissex. She is the co-author of the cookbook, No Wine with Dinner. What, you're saying? No Cabernet? No Fumé Blanc? What? I like an occasional glass of wine with dinner. Well, Janice will actually not be talking to us today about that kind of wine. Rather, she will be talking to us about a different kind of wine. It's the familiar... I don't want to eat that. That food is ugly. Rebecca's mother lets her have dinner at McDonald's anytime she wants. Why are you so mean? In this time of barely having enough time to put dinner on the table and our schedules filled with taking care of people in multiple generations, the one thing you don't need at the end of your day is whining. If anything gets you thinking about potential abuse, let's face it, it's whining and complaining. So how do we avoid the resistance to trying new foods, to eating at least some amount of healthy food? How do we live in a no-wine zone? Janice is a nutrition consultant, food blogger, speaker, spokesperson, and co-author of two award-winning cookbooks, No Wine with Dinner, and the Mom's Guide to Meal Makeovers. She has a recipe app, Meal Makeovers, featuring family-friendly recipes for people on the go. She's also a co-host of the bi-weekly radio bot podcast, Cooking with the Moms, and an info pack blog, Meal Makeover Mom's Kitchen. Welcome, Janice, to Caught Between Generations. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. So, Janice, I want to know, Kids are not resistant to trying new toys, all right? That doesn't seem to bother them. So why are they so resistant, do you think, to trying new foods? You know, especially if they happen to be green. That is a very common problem. Actually, it's funny because the second book that we wrote is called No Wine with Dinner, W-H-I-N-E. And that's because we surveyed our community of moms. We have about... 14,000 in our newsletter subscriber list. And so we sent a survey and we said, you know, what's the biggest obstacle to getting kids to eat a healthy diet? And the number one was picky eaters who whine and complain. So you serve them something green, you serve them something new, and they say, yuck, no, not going to try it. So the whole purpose of this book was sort of to, to give busy parents recipes that are kid tested and mom approved and also tips on how you can get those reticent eaters. We really don't like to call them picky eaters, but just kids that are a little bit, a little bit um, reticent to try new foods. Uh, We just want to give tips to help, to help them uh, eat a healthier diet. 
Well, actually, I'm glad you said that because on Caught Between Generation, we love, love tips, all right? Because okay. all our caregivers are very stressed and overwhelmed, so yes. they need quick, easy-to-use tips, all right? They can't do something that's going to take them three months to get them to accomplish <laughs> it, all right? So when it comes to convenience foods, are there foods that I can keep on hand that are convenience foods but that are considered healthy? Absolutely. I, I mean, I love convenience foods and I turn to them frequently. And one of the things that we talk about is that you need to stock a healthy pantry, but with convenience foods. I mean, we'd all love to eat whole foods prepared. We'd love to spend two or three hours preparing dinner every night, but it's not realistic for almost all of us. So if you keep things like cans of black beans, kidney beans, pinto beans on hand, if you keep some whole wheat blend pasta on hand, Jarred tomato sauce, for goodness sakes, you know, it would be nice to make our own tomato pasta sauce, but I can't always do that. Sometimes I do. So I keep jars of pasta sauce on hand. The important thing here is to look for the healthiest ones out there. So if you look at the pasta sauces in the grocery store, check out the sodium level. That's one thing that varies quite a bit. You can have a pasta sauce with, you know, a thousand milligrams of sodium in a serving and you can get one with two or three hundred. So just look carefully, find the best brand that, that you like. And the same thing goes with beans. You know, sodium is a concern for a lot of our older people, but we should all be watching sodium. So one tip is to always rinse your canned beans, just throw them in a colander, rinse them with water, and that removes 40% of the sodium. Hmm. So those are a couple things. Pre-shredded cheese. I mean, whether it's mozzarella, part skim mozzarella, reduced fat cheddar cheese, keep those in your refrigerator. Keep some flour tortillas or corn tortillas. You can whip up an easy quesadilla at night just using ingredients that you already have on hand. Janice, I can't tell you how much better I feel already. I mean, <laughs> I'm always like filled with such guilt, you know, that, no. that convenience foods, you know, I shouldn't be using them. You know, I, I just thank you. I feel so much better. You know, I'm we've only glad. been doing this for minutes and I'm already feeling better. So, Excellent. so thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> it. So you, you kind of alluded to it, but let's talk about it a little bit more. So what are some last-minute meal things I can do. I walk in the house, I'm exhausted, the kids are complaining, my husband makes the mistake of saying, what's for dinner? He's still alive <laughs> after he asked me that question. So what can I do? You know? It's funny because we recorded a podcast a couple of months ago on no recipe recipes. And that's for this particular purpose. You come in the house, you you're tired, you've been working, you've been running here and there with your kids, with your parents, and you come in and you look at those convenience foods and you make things like, I mentioned the quesadillas, where you put some cheese, some beans, leftover chicken, leftover vegetables, anything that you have on hand, just chop it up, put it in a quesadilla, and that takes 10 minutes to make. Just put it on in a saute pan, on a grill, and just warm that up. Pasta is easy. I like tortellini or ravioli. You know, when you walk in the door on one of those days, the first thing that you should do, walk in and fill a big pot of water, a big pot with water, and put it on the stove. Okay, then take off your shoes, feed the dog, get the kids settled, whatever. And then when you come back to it five or ten minutes later, you have boiling water. That is opportunity. Mm. You throw in some ravioli, you heat up some sauce. Now you can have dinner in ten minutes. So you can, in, with the ravioli, throw in some frozen broccoli. Again, frozen vegetables are 
fine. They're usually picked at the peak of freshness and they're flash frozen immediately. They're very good quality. Throw the vegetables right in the boiling water with the pasta for the last two, three, or four minutes. So now you've got your pasta or your ravioli, you've got the vegetables, drain it, put some olive oil, put some Parmesan cheese, buy the um, pre-washed salad mixes so you can throw a salad together in just a few minutes. So that's another last-minute recipe. Omelets. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Tell me about omelets. I think omelets are so fabulous for a last-minute meal. I mean, I love eggs, and eggs are so nutritious. Please do not throw those yolks away. That is where most of the good nutrition is in an egg. There's lutein, there's vitamin E. It's so chock full of good nutrition. Don't worry about the cholesterol. We've really gotten away from saying, oh, let's limit eggs because of the cholesterol. So eggs are healthy. They're a very inexpensive source of protein. So an omelet at night, again, you make an omelet, you take whatever vegetables you have on hand. I made one just yesterday, actually, my daughter, I have a 23-year-old who's in graduate school, and she was home studying, and I came home, and I said, how about a frittata? And she loves those. So I just saute a little bit of red onion, and then I put some spinach, or I think it was baby kale that I had packaged. She loves red bell pepper. I put that in there, sauteed it a little bit, just put four eggs in a bowl, whisk them up, put it in, stirred it around just a minute. With some cheese, I shredded up some cheddar cheese, some beautiful, all this Cabot cheddar cheese that's Chipotle flavored that she loves. Put it all in there, and then I just cover it and cook it on low for about five minutes. And then at the last minute, I put it in the broiler. So that's that's a five, ten-minute meal, and it's a frittata, and you've got the, the calcium from the cheese. You've got the protein and all the nutrients in the eggs, and then you've got all the vegetables. Simple, simple. Janice, you are a woman ahead of your time. <laughs> Think about it. McDonald's is doing a huge campaign now on breakfast at any time. And That's here right. you are with frittatas and omelets. You are exactly. a, you exactly. are ahead of your time. <laughs> Good for now, you. <laughs> another thing is pancakes for dinner. I mean, pancakes are really kind of fun. And we have pancake recipes in our book. And, of course, they've got some wheat germ and whole wheat flour. And, you know, so they're whole grain. We put some chopped pecans in there. I also put chocolate chips. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the recipe in the book calls for little bits of apple, which I sometimes do, but more often I do little cho- baby chocolate chips. And so you can have pancakes for dinner, which is another fast, easy thing. And it appeals to a wide range of ages also. So my little tip that I just want to add, because I'm vegetarian, so a lot of the foods that you're talking about, we eat all neurally, is that the whole wheat pasta is good, but I have begun using, actually two years ago, spelt pasta. Oh, yes. S-B-E-L-T, which you can buy now in the regular grocery stores. And it's very sweet, and it tastes really, really good. Um, and it tastes even better than regular pasta. Yes. Um, and it's very healthy. Yeah, it's got um, a little bit of protein. It's fabulous. Right. So I just wanted to pass that on. Yeah, and I, I bet I buy quinoa protein as well. At Trader Joe's, they have uh, a quinoa pasta. Quinoa oh, I haven't pasta. Seen that. And I've made that too. Yeah. So, Janice, if I'm stuck and I'm driving home and, and people are like starving, all right, mm-hmm. in my house, and I don't want to go home and boil the big pot of water because I may throw one of them into the big pot of boiling water. (laughs) So I'm trying to avoid that. Right. So I need to pick something up on my way home. All right. So what do do I do? What are my options? 
your options. Well, I know a lot of grocery grocery stores now have pre-made meals. So a rotisserie chicken is something that's, you know, you can walk in for, I mean, at Costco, I think it's $4.99 for a rotisserie chicken. So you could do that and then boil up some vegetables. If you're going to do takeout, you know, people love pizza. I know they do. And I do too. So if you're going to order pizza, what I would suggest, some pizza places now have whole wheat crust and some have the gluten-free crusts as well. But just choose vegetables as toppings. You know, don't get all concerned. If you have pizza once in a while, it's fine. It's got some tomato sauce, which is good and light, high in lycopene. You've got cheese, which is high in calcium. So take it home and eat one or two slices. You don't need three or four slices of pizza. So if you're going to eat one or two slices and you have that bagged, convenient lettuce or, you know, romaine leaves at home or baby kale, you can toss together a salad to go with your pizza. Or you could get Asian food. I mean, you can really eat very healthy, but when you call, you need to say, I would like, you don't even have to go off the menu. When I traveled a lot, I would go in and I'd say, I want shrimp, I want broccoli, I want pea pods, I want carrots, and I want them sauteed in a mildly hot sauce with brown rice. And I ate that all the time when I was on the road. You know, if you've got an issue with sodium, uh, then you just need to make sure that, that they are not using a lot of the high sodium sauces. That's all. Okay. But you can do very well. You can do very well with Asian food. Thai food, uh, pad thai. We had that uh, last week. So it's it's very doable. Okay. All right. Great. So in your book um, about no whining, all right, <laughs> you have a section called 50 Mom Secrets for Getting Picky Eaters to Try New Foods, all right? Yes. So I want to ask you to share with us Four of my favorites that I love. I love the whole section, but I picked out four of my favorites. Okay. So it's, it's my show. I get to talk about my favorites. It's <laughs> okay. So the first one I'd like you to discuss is the three pennies game. Can you mm-hmm. kind of talk, share that with us? Absolutely. So all of these tips were sent to us by our community of moms. So it's 50 moms and we put at the bottom. Okay. This is from Kelly, who's from Marietta, Georgia, for example. So she says that when her kids were younger, they play this three pennies pennies game. And at the beginning of the meal, everyone starts out with three pennies. And the goal is by the end of the meal, you need to get rid of your three pennies. And you do that by giving someone a compliment. So you can say, this chicken is delicious. But if you don't like it, you can say, well, mom, thanks for making this for me. So you're being polite, even if you didn't like what was served for dinner. So the whole point is to get people talking at the dinner table um, and just getting people, getting the kids, getting the parents engaged. And one way that we do that, I'll I'll mention before I forget it, is on our website, uh, which is mealmakeovermoms.com. We have a recipe reviewer chart. And you can print this out. It's all free material. You print it out for for your younger kids and... You can write the name of what you serve for dinner, the new recipe, and then they get to check either a smiley face, a frowny face, or a neutral face. So it means either, please make this again, maybe I'll like it better next time, or don't like this at all. And it gets kids engaged, and it encourages them to take a bite of a new food. We were talking about picky eaters who are a little bit hesitant to take that first bite. So this encourages them to take a bite. Talk about dinner in a box. Dinner in a box. I love this because, again, this is a way to engage with your kids. And it means that 
every once in a while you sit down, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, and you say, you know, let's look at recipes. If the kids are older, you can go online. You can look at different websites that offer recipes. Meal Makeover Moms is one of them, but there are lots of them out there. You could flip through magazines. You can say to your children, okay, let's look through this magazine and figure out what recipes look good to you. So now they're invested in this. They can help make it. They've helped to choose it. So when you make it, they'll be more inclined to try it. And this is a fun thing, I think, for kids to do with their grandparents. They can sit down together. And, they, you know, the grandparents, a lot of the time, my parents aren't terribly um, oh, proficient at using the Internet, shall we say. So when the grandkids come over and help them out, they sort of get a kick out of it. Yeah, so I, the kids. I, I must say that there are children's cookbooks, too, that yes. my grandchildren, for instance. So recently my granddaughter and I did, in the, over the summer, Fourth of July yogurt parfaits. Uh, with pomegranate uh, yogurt and some blueberries and then strawberries. It was a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're right. What you're saying was absolutely right because she had been engaged in it and she read it. We talked about it and she helped to cook it. Um, When her parents came downstairs, she was like, oh, look what grandma and I made. And my daughter-in-law said, really? Are you going to eat that? And she said, of course, I made this. I'm the chef. Of course, I'm making it. And she ate it, much to my daughter-in-law's shock. Right. But yeah. And that's often the case, too, that kids are more willing to try new foods if they're at a friend's house, an aunt or uncle, a grandparent. There's something about, you know, we could go on and on about the mom, you know, the mom kid kind of where the kids just dig in their heels and aren't interested, but they're more likely to try it at a friend's house. The last one uh, I want to talk about is colorful words. And I and I want to explain it in this way. I have a close friend and mentor, Norma Riss, who runs a company called Riss CEO Consulting. And when Norma talks about marketing, she always says, well, she used to work for a very, very large um, soda beverage company, which we won't <laughs> name, okay? okay? But but she say, she would say, look, do, do we describe it to you this way? Do we say, oh, we'd love for you to have a drink of this muddy-colored, dirty water that has no nutritional value and will do nothing for you? Of course not. We say, yep. you deserve a break today, all right? That's right. I mean, do we say to you, I'd like to sell you some you know, water that's kind of the color of urine and smells, okay? (laughs) No, we don't sell you perfume. That way we promise you love, romance, and sex, you know. That's how we do it. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about how we use colorful words when talking to kids about food. Well, it's marketing 101. It's it's presenting food, naming your your dinners. Uh, You know, we have a smiley face casserole, for example, And kids are intrigued by that. Oh, it's smiley face. Or, you know, the carrots, you can say x-ray vision carrots. And for young kids in particular, this this is pretty enticing. Well, I really have x-ray vision if I eat these carrots. But just naming, we, we did that in our book. We went through a lot just deciding what to call things. Polka dot squash quinoa. You know, the polka dots. Lazy day beef and veggie soup. Mile high spinach salad. Corny salmon cake. So... Just naming your recipes something a little bit intriguing, colorful, crunchy fajita salad. You know, the kid doesn't maybe get too turned on by, okay, we're having salad. 
with dinner. But if it's a crunchy fajita salad or if you add things to the salad that your kids like. And that's that's really a trend, at least at least for us. And since I'm ahead of my time, it will certainly be a trend with everyone. But these laying out a bar. So if you're going to have um, a salad or if you're going to have um, fajitas or if you're going to have just about anything, let each person decide what goes into that. So, you know, I might like pecans. Someone else might want sunflower seeds on their salad. I might like this dressing. They might want that dressing. So giving control to everybody at the dinner table to tweak. I'm not saying you're not going to be a short order cook and make different things for everybody, but you're making one meal and letting everyone add their own touches to it to really make it their own. So, Janice, you solved my problem and my guilt about mm-hmm. convenience foods, for yes. which I appreciate. So here's my next problem in life, okay? okay? My next problem in life is weekend prep. All right. mm. I have friends who are very, very good at weekend prep, and they're also very good at freezing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I'm a, I'm a good cook, but I think I flunked freezing and weekend prep. I, I, I just am not very – I don't know how to do it. You know? Well, you know what? I kind of agree with you. I, I There are planners – and there are non-planners around weekly menus. Now, if you're a planner, we have a seven-day meal planner on our website. You can print it out and you can write down everything that you're going to have every night of the week. And you will be so organized that you will have all your shopping done. And that's wonderful. I think people who do that, that's, that's great. I do not do that. You do not do that. So the important thing is for us to have foods on hand for those throw-together meals. So... Oftentimes, it's 5 o'clock. I really don't know what I'm going to have for dinner. And I'm not embarrassed to say that because I can go into my pantry and say, okay, I've got the water boiling, and this is a go-to for me. I do that pasta, and I just, any vegetable that's in my refrigerator, I chop it, saute it a little bit, and I mix it with the pasta, and it's, it's a healthy meal. So you don't have to be the planner but you do have to plan enough that you have healthy foods in your house that you can do last-minute meal prep. I, I will say this. We, a few months ago, began, we got a gift um, from one of the companies that brings, delivers food to your mm-hmm. house, all right, meals. Sure. And it's three meals a week, all right? Um, and it's all fresh food, and but you have to prepare it, all right? Right. It's all pre-measured and... Well, no, you have to cut, oh. you have to cut up the vegetables and so forth and so on. Right. And, and, and our listeners can't see your facial expression, but you're like, <laughs> Oh, are you kidding me? Which was initially my response, except it was a gift, you know, so I thought, well, I'm going to try it. Well, as it turns out, I really, really like it. I wouldn't like it for more than three days a week. But right. my point is the reason I like it is because I realized that when I came home, I didn't have to think about it. Exactly. That having to think about what I'm going to do for dinner, for me personally, was right. more frustrating, more overwhelming than anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about it as you were talking, because maybe a little planning wouldn't hurt me, because at least it takes the thought out. True, on true. And the other thing that you could do, well, is take a, just make a list of 10 recipes that you can cook at the last minute so that you don't really, all you have to do is look at your list and say, okay, how about quesadillas tonight? Or, okay, how about um, tortellini? Because I know I have tortellini. So maybe just making a list of things that you could, 
whip up at the last minute would also be something that would work for you. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Oh, good. All right. Janice, any last thoughts or anything you want to share with us? Oh, boy. Um, Well, a couple of things that I did want to mention um, when it comes to kids and grandparents, and we're looking at protein. We want to make sure that everybody gets enough protein in their diet, and the research now says it should be spaced out throughout the day. So one thing that we recently released is um, the smoothie bowl coloring cookbook. Mm -hmm. And what it is, it's 10 smoothie bowl recipes and 10 coloring pages because adult coloring is all the rage right now. So we have combined both of those trends. Smoothie bowls are, they're smoothies, but they're thicker. So you eat them with a spoon, put them in a bowl, eat them with a spoon, and then you everyone tops them with their own toppers. So again, I might want pecans on mine and some chopped diced um, mango. We have a peanut butter power smoothie bowl, so you're getting some great protein. We have yogurt in them. We have chia seeds. It's It's... A lot of good, healthy nutrition, either for breakfast or a snack. And just yesterday, we created another bowl concept. This was a Tuscan tuna bowl. So we just made, we put some flaked tuna. Again, good protein, good for your brain. You've got good omega-3 fats. In fact, the protein is, I was looking at this can. I have a can of bumblebee tuna, and it's 13 grams of protein in half a can. Hmm. So you've got that. We put whole wheat rotini, we had artichoke hearts, baby kale, avocado, edamame. And again, this is where people can make their choices. So maybe your kids love edamame. Maybe they don't love baby kale. Maybe they don't love artichoke hearts, but maybe they like um, avocado. So everyone puts all the different components on their plate or in their bowl. And they again, they can sort of have it their own way and be more inclined to eat it. You know, you're talking about choices. Reminds me of when my uh, youngest son was very, very young. He he once was talking to my parents and telling them that if he had his choice, he likes to eat out in a restaurant. And I was like, what? Wow. Well, you want to eat out in a restaurant? After all, he never even behaved that well in the restaurant. I was like (laughs) shocked, right? And I said to him, why do you prefer eating out in a restaurant? And he said to me, because in a restaurant, you have choice. Interesting. I, yes, I thought it was very right. interesting. And I yep. hadn't thought about that for a long time until mm-hmm. you were talking today about all these choices, all right? Oh. And I thought to myself, wow, that is really good. You really can give choices without being, you're right, without being a short order cook. Right. You could just throw bowls of stuff on a table, you know, and say, go for it. You right. Know, serve yourself. Serve yourself and put yeah. in whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Choice and control. Wow. That's what we all like. Janice, this has been very, very valuable. Uh, you have a lot yeah. of great information. Remind us again um, about your books, your website, your blog, how we get in touch with you. Okay. The website is mealmakeovermoms.com. And if you go there, you can actually download the Smoothie Bowl Coloring Cookbook for free. And we also have a blog. It's called Meal Makeover Moms Kitchen. We have a podcast called Cooking with the Moms. And we have um, No Wine with Dinner is the book that uh, I've been referencing with the healthy, quick, healthy recipes and tips for busy parents. And what else do we have? We have a, an app called Meal Makeovers. 
there's a little trend here with the uh, meal makeover theme. Right, right. Because, you know, we like to take what, what parents are already doing and just tweak it and make it a little bit healthier. Well, I think whether it's for parents or grandparents and for all caregivers of all ages, this has been extremely, extremely helpful. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Great. Great to be with you. Thank you so much. The underlying issue really has to do with finding the energy to make changes. Our issue as an adult is actually the same as the kids, if you think about it. But instead of being resistant to trying new foods, our problem as adults is in resisting to making changes in our lives, especially in our daily routines. I recognize that your life is really tough. I know that. And some days it takes everything out of you just to get out of bed in the morning. And now I'm asking you to try something new. The thought of trying a new approach to something is overwhelming. You and I have discussed in the past that sometimes you just get to a point where you have to make a choice. In considering change, you have to choose between living with the frustrations of the current situation and investing some time in planning and executing a plan for making changes that may actually make your life easier. Remember that one of the primary reasons why change often doesn't work is that we attempt to change too much, just way, way too much in too short a period of time. So take your plan for change, break it into smaller parts or smaller steps. Plan to only make small changes, just small changes over a period of time. Try it just one time, break your plan into small steps and then only try it one small step at a time. This is Dr. Merrill wishing you an easier life filled with small steps and big accomplishments.